So how do you achieve financial freedom, gain wealth, and live life on your terms? That is the question, and here is the answer. I'm A.G. Osborne. Welcome to Cash Flow to Freedom. Welcome, everybody, to Cash Flow to Freedom. We have had an exciting last few weeks, and we really want to bring you guys up to speed on a lot of different details. Last week, you had Rock talking about the challenges that he's facing on a lot of the online companies um, and what we're seeing there and some of the challenges that we face in the future. I think this is the best time to have podcasts. And two, it's sad because I think during these times, this these podcasts will probably get listened to the least amount. But in all reality, this is these are the podcasts that you should listen to the most because this isn't the fluffy stuff. Oh, we're buying, we're building stuff. This is, you know, this is the real stuff. This is where the rubber hits the road. This is what we're doing in times of crisis and how our processes and systems that we used to build and scale the company are also coming into effect and it's being tested against um, recessionary forces. And it's being uh, a lot of things we put into place we're now seeing how well we've built our companies and our strategies for not just growth, but for hedging and uh, how that's going to work. This week, we're filming our self-storage income podcast as well. So I invited Connor to jump on here with me because Connor, uh, for a lot of you that don't know, he's uh, one of our heads of operations at our company. And so I thought we'd bring him in to kind of chat for cash flow to freedom here on what's been happening with our organization and, and what we've had to do and what we're seeing out there. So welcome, Connor. Hey, thanks a bunch, man. Happy to be on. And uh I'm I'm definitely not as good as Rock, so everybody don't get your hopes up. Um, he, he's much more more talented on the podcast than I am. So uh, there's my disclaimer. Also touching on just kind of what you were talking about, AJ, real fast um, about how you guys have structured all your companies to hedge against because there's there's always going to be a downturn. There's always, always going to be something, and you guys have done a phenomenal job of constructing and building foundations to your companies and businesses to hedge against this exact thing. And to see it playing out is really great. But um, uh, I'm, I'm usually sitting in on the, uh, I'm kind of like the Jamie of the, the Joe Rogan podcast, <laughs> like in the background on the Cash Flow to Freedom ones. Uh, so like I'm sitting in on the Cash Flow to Freedom episodes a lot of times and uh, taking notes and, and just hanging out and, and absorbing everything that uh, Rock and AJ are talking about. They're just a wealth of knowledge and, and couldn't be more lucky to be here um, taking it all in. But uh, Rock, during during the last episode, you're going over everything that he's seeing and, and what you guys are experiencing. He used the word luck a lot in regards to where everything is at and how he's you know going to be lucky and and you know he, it's about uh, he's had a large amount of luck in regards to um, how things are playing out for him and. You know, as he mentioned, not hiring certain people, not taking on certain debts, and all those other things that he'd mentioned in that episode. And and I kind of I got to tell I, when I was listening to it, obviously I didn't want to interject and jump on the podcast or anything. But I, to me, man, I don't think it's luck at all. I think it's again those fundamentals that you guys are always talking about. You know, not taking on bad debt, not getting in over your heads planning for downturns, planning for things like this. And, and honestly, man, yeah, certain things come down to it's just chance. You know, things happen the way they do, and we can only react to them. But I think, Rock, man, if you listen to this, I, I, it's just, it's not luck. And for anybody out there, it's not luck. It's it's planning. 
it's not hoping, it's planning, and it's it's making sure that you get things done. And, dude, AJ and Rock, you guys are doing a phenomenal job getting things done and, and structuring things to weather these storms. And, you know, it's it's interesting when we talk about planning and building and everything. Um, and I, I think I kind of mentioned it on the last podcast, but like you're saying, your foundation should be built on the hard times. It shouldn't be built on the good times. And people that build foundations on good times with the expectations of those to continue, it always falls. And I think that's why you see a lot of companies that are built out of recessions survive for so long because the uh, principles that they've carried forward through those continue. Now, our company was built out of a recession. And, uh, you know, I I say this and I, I say our principles are working things. Obviously, we don't know where anything will go. You know, if we're in a depression and there's so many things out of all of our control, if the credit markets freeze um, and whatever happens, wars, all the things that we don't know. And, and when I look at market cycles in history, when you look at uh, the history of the United States and you realize if you extrapolate our markets and the overall fluctuations of society, um, the good and the bad, over a few hundred years, it it's not smooth at all. In fact, it's very, very much the opposite of smooth. And uh, in the last 50 years, yeah, we've had some challenging times, but at the same time, I would not say that, <laughs> that they were nearly as challenging as the previous 50 years. When you had depressions, world wars, life was much harder, um, and that stuff was common. Uh, that was very common. And we have seen a stabilization through government, both lack of intervention and intervention. And, and what I mean is the power has been given to the people over the last few hundred years. Um, capitalism has come in and created markets, which diversifies the supply chains, the monetary uh, effect. Um, and two, we've been dealing with this experiment that we call, you know, America and capitalism and everything for a while, but we see how the government plays a role in our capital markets. And in the last 10 years, we've seen them play a role that we haven't seen for a long time. Um, And that's very nerve wracking to us. But at the same time, it also shows how effective they've, they've gotten, they've learned. We aren't plagued by hyperinflation. It's not saying that we won't be, we could easily be in just two years. But when you take the data and look over a period of time of inflation, man, it we have not had runaway inflation for a long time. The government, thanks to Volcker, who was the Fed chair, um, who really tamed the last runaway inflation, they've figured out a kind of a standard on how, how you cure that and you let markets do what they need to do in interest rates. Um, we've solved a lot of problems. We haven't solved everything. And there's black swans like the coronavirus that comes out. But my thinking always was I need diversified income, low debt, and I need wealth creation process because this is part, right? This is just a part of it. And through the last recession, through this one, the next one, and the next ones to come, like an iron in the fire, you're really getting strength through this time. And that's that's one of the best opportunities here. It's reevaluating the benchmark on how you're growing and testing the foundations, finding cracks and where you need to build upon and heal. And we're, we're doing that right now within our organization. Um, you know, we're looking at everything from the financials, um, uh, the financing of our, our business and saying, you know what, we, we've been very um, conservative 
which has played well for us. So in a time when we need capital or when there needs to be capital options, we have plenty. Banks are well-funded. They like our business. We have low debt to equity and we have cash flow. And we're not constrained by cash flow. We're not having cash flow issues. So all of a sudden doors are open to us. Well, those doors that get open, we get to take advantage and we take another leap in growing through this part. And it's like you re-solidify that, that foundation as, and as we grow it, and that just helps you go to the next level. Well, everybody should be doing this. And, and I'm not saying do this if you're in a good position. The last time it happened, you know, we did not have wealth and I had a sales income, right? And because of that, I learned that I needed to change the foundation of wealth that I was building. And that's what came out of it was I realized, holy cow, like if my sales job stops, it's over. And so we created a new foundation or foundation to build off of. Um, you found the opportunity. Yeah, found the opportunity. Yeah. And we learned and we learned. And, you know, what But before I was doing, I, you know, we thought, man, this is the way everybody's missing out. And then you thought, oh, well, okay, maybe there are some other ways. And maybe there's better ways, right? I learned a lot more about diversification. People used to say they were diversified because they own properties across a large landscape. And uh, during 2008, we learned, you know what? Diversification to me became asset class. So your revenue source needs to come through somewhere where the economics do not affect the same source of revenue equally. Let me explain. So once again, when, when a stock market crash, all stock market all stocks go down. So because you own 15 versus two, they all lose value, right? So having stocks, then real estate, then private business and bonds, right? And maybe maybe you do private debts. There's all these other ways you can make money, right? IP, intellectual property, you can have earned income through sources. And so there's the source of income comes from avenues that are not connected economically. So when one is suffering, another one may not be, and it creates a balancing act. And that's, I really wanted to, to build that out. And I'm actively engaged in that changing up sources of income for our business and revenue. Although we may come out of this one really good. In fact, I hope we come out of this one even better than we were before. And we're going to take opportunities and we're looking at opportunities to build. Um, at the same time, I know that the next time around may not be so good. So we need to to keep growing. I need to have more lines of revenue coming in. We need to be diversified. And we take opportunities like this to do it. So our acquisition, our buildup over the last two years, we were buying three facilities a year. Over the last two years, we bought one. I mean, we just almost stopped buying. And uh, that was frustrating. And we had so many deals that were coming across our desk. And we're like, you know, hold on. Now we'll be more capitalized, we'll be in a better position, everything even more than we were before. And yet, um, valuations are coming down to earth. Now, a lot of the capital on the sidelines is gone. And people that were playing in the space gone. And it, this will actually help the self storage industry more in the future It'll help a lot of industries in the future. Serious um, players only. <laughs> serious players only. Exactly. Yeah. And as that happens, and as you build off that, it's why I, we don't believe in gimmicks. I don't believe in quick fixes. I don't believe anything. Wealth is built. And two, it's built, it needs to be built to stand the test of time. So that's really what, you know, right now in our organization, as we look at um, other lines of revenue, we've got, oh, what do we got? One acquisition on the horizon. We have three, three developments. One's ground up, two's conversion. 
Um, this is on the self-storage side. This is on the self-storage side. side. We're expanding out and growing. We have inventory coming for our product business that just hit the shores on the East Coast to bring in more products. We have our other business, which is insurance, which is a sales organization, which works B2B sales. Um, and that's also paid monthly residual commissions. We use this time to help employers cut costs. So we change our marketing strategies to target people that are like, you know what? I may have been okay with my current situation a month ago, but now I want to look at options. Well, that's when we want to slide in. So we're trying to take advantage of this ability to grow that company. So I'm hoping over the next years, next year or two, we should see tremendous growth out of both companies from the opportunities and capitalizing on them that we have. Another thing that we're looking at doing is um, funding our new deals and acquisitions differently. And so if we're taking on investors, things like that, through this process, they're going to see the ones that survived and the ones that did good. That makes us even more attractive choice. So there, there are lots of opportunities that come from downsides. Now, I don't want anybody to say, yeah, but that's because you're in a good place. Because trust me, I went, we've been through the other side. I've been through the side where, you know, you think you're going to lose your company and you're staying up at night and you're gaining lots of weight because you're eating crap and you're stressing out, all that stuff, right? Been there, done that. And, you know, we go through that and there's always concern and there's always worry. It's trying to control that and push through it while simultaneously seeing the silver lining and finding the opportunity. This can be really hard because in times like this, we're so overwhelmed by, I think, darkness, right? Mm -hmm. It's oh, just yeah. everything is bad and we don't know what's going to happen. It's really hard to say, oh, this is a silver lining because every opportunity has, yeah, but, right? Like all of them. Oh, this is an opportunity, but what if we're in a further recession in a month? Well, the hard thing is, too, when do you know the future? Yeah. You don't, dude. You, don't. you never know the future. Anything could happen at any given time, any given day, anything. Anything. And so I, at the end of the day, worry about what you can control and just, and, and really that's all in how you react and what you plan for and everything else. That's, that's all you can do. Yeah. And I understand times like this, I mean, it really gets people to thinking and there's a lot of uncertainty, but there's a lot of uncertainty all yeah. the time. And this anyway, is a great you know? time for self-reflection. 100%. Most of the self-reflection yeah. that I did and audited my position in life, so to speak, sitting down and having that look at look in the mirror and saying, you know, what are you really doing wrong here? And what, you know, it's it's a good time to do it because it's I think, more socially acceptable to look at yourself and you don't have to make up and you don't have to present yourself as better than you really are. And it, it's just not fake. It gets really real, mm -hmm. right? And right. we have to really recognize problems that may be there. And we can have little tolerance for those problems. So it's a great time to stand up and say, okay, I was putting off addressing this problem. Now, stop. Stop putting it off. Address the problem today. Fix it today, right? And then as you fix those problems, make sure that when times get better, you don't go back into them, right? When times are easy. Exactly. Um, and that's hard to do because we always fall back into a lot of our fruitless spending, getting, you know, credit card debt merging up there, getting useless debt and not focusing on opportunities and all that different stuff because we get, it's just too good, right? We just, it, it's, it, there's no urgency. There's no, we're comfortable. No, yeah, we're comfortable. And, you, and times like today and in other recessions, you're not comfortable. You see things differently. 
Um, and it's important to be aware of that so you can take those opportunities to the next level and capitalize on them. And there's more opportunity because more people are being run by fear than they are logic. Mm-hmm. And so 100% true. Uh, I wanted to touch on real quick before we wrap up on this 15 minute Friday. <laughs> so back when you started your company, when you realized there was an issue, there was the, yep. the recession that took place, you were, you were having that conversation with yourself. What were the next steps that you took to identify the issues and then plan? How did you do that? Yeah, so there was a lot of studying and a lot of calling people around because I identified our strengths and our weaknesses with our current model. Um, our strengths were that we had control over our income. So if I sold more, I could make more, but I had no backstop. So if I lost it, I went straight to zero, right? And so what essentially became was the difference of being rich and being wealthy. Like I was rich because I made a lot of money, but I had to work for that money. And if I didn't work for that money and work at my top, you know, A game all the time, everything, I, I want to make the money. And so all of a sudden I realized, okay, I'm rich, but I'm not wealthy. Like I'm, I could be in a way better position than I am just because I have a high income because of a high sales job. Well, I need to change this and I need, and I focused on what's really important to me, time. How do I want to live my life? It's not about things, it's about experiences, all this other kind of stuff that I self-reflected on. And I needed to create a base level, like how much money do I want to make, right? Would I rather make half of that if I knew that it was never going to go away? Start asking questions like that. And uh, then uh, from there, I said, okay, well, we need to create a baseline. We need to have security, residual income coming in that is not derived from my actions. Now let's look at the best place to do that with us. We had, um, I had done some mergers and acquisitions and we worked with private businesses on the sales side and managing capital. So we had a lot of business experience. That's why self-storage lend because of the business operations and the storage facility, we could improve them to turn around. Yet it had the benefits of the real estate as it had the wealth aspect and the backing and that that income was derived from tenants, not from my work effort. And so it became a marriage of that asset class was perfect for me. Then we jumped all in and figured out all the reasons why it's hard and bad and then solved all the problems and had to grow it. How we originally started out is not nearly what we are today. That's another thing that people don't understand. Um, When we started out, we were buying little teeny facilities and third tier markets that nobody's ever heard of, things that we wouldn't touch today. Well, that's everything, right? I mean, everybody sees the big, huge, fancy things and they're like, dude, you went from you're a quote unquote overnight success, yeah. you know, and it's like, it's never the case. Very rarely is that no. ever the case we, with anybody. We made all the mistakes in the book. We had to figure it out. My initial plan, we were going to have, you know, 25 facilities. There are going to be small facilities scattered all out and everything. We got a year into it. Really, that's not going to work. So we had to pivot. And that's just became the name of the game. Pivot, 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 which build, is build, build. another super important aspect to not only that situation, but the the current situation we're seeing now and talking about seeing these positives and not being afraid to pivot in those different directions, not being married to an idea uh, and being just open to... The foundation stayed the same, but we changed, geez, everything. Yeah. Like looking at it now, if I could, you know, if I could come back, you know, 10 years ago, bring our, me and my team back in here today and say, this is what, I wonder how much I'd be like, no, 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 no. This isn't Mm -hmm. how it's supposed to be. Right. Um, even though it's like, yeah, this is, you just got to figure that out because you don't know what you don't know and that's fine, but you can't figure it out unless you're doing. So that's another thing that I think the best way to create opportunity, first of all, is doing, but that's also the best way to get rid of fear. I find that the more that I do, the more I feel in control, the more I feel empowered. So doing is self 
not just fulfilling, but it's it just it it has a way of sharpening the mind um, and giving you confidence even if you're failing. And that's an interesting dynamic how those two play together, but it's true. And the more you're comfortable with failing and learning from it, and you know turning around, but you learn what how you can fail. So I I knew how much I could fail. I wasn't doing stuff stupid. Like I, I said, I have to fail incrementally, and we could lose X amount. There's so much tolerance that I had, and then you built off from there. That's why I probably couldn't realize today because I could never do the deals that we're doing today back then because I'd be so terrified because I'm like, that's not within my realm, right? Mm -hmm. My flywheel of knowledge, it wasn't in our risk tolerance, anything else like that. So, um, you know, and I hope that that's how this is for us. And that's what I'm trying to make out of this. If we're in a depression and, you know, this coronavirus turns into something crazy and, you know, the whole United States, that that stuff's obviously, that stuff's all at the table. Then we're all bankrupt. It doesn't matter. Um, But I'm hoping as we come through with this, that it'll be a quick bounce back and we will have adapted and learned and pivoted again for our next step. And you don't want to be doing the same thing that you were doing before the recession. If you are, you missed an opportunity. And you missed a big one. And that opportunity isn't something that you didn't see. The opportunity is change. That you should have changed. You should have taken lessons in and learned. Even if it's small stuff, you should be moving in the right direction and changing. And that's what we're doing right now. We're analyzing everything. We're analyzing. I'm looking at companies that I would have never looked at before and saying, is this a model that we should adapt? Should we acquire this company? How can this help in our core competencies? Um, Two, it was a perfect time to say, we're not doing these projects. Whole list of them where it was like, these were on the table. They're off the table now. Yep. And we focus on the fundamentals. And we've really moved to that. We're focusing more on fundamentals. We expect more out of our investments. We expect more out of our business deals. And that will obviously yield better results uh, for us in the future. Yep. No, that's awesome, dude. That's awesome stuff. Well, hey, guys, I hope you liked it. I hope this was helpful please give us a five-star rating. It really does help us. Um, it helps us know that you're loving the feedback and you know it keeps us encouraged and wanting to do more of these. We appreciate you guys, all your, your emails and calls. We, we love talking to you guys and hope that gave you a good glimpse of what we're doing right now and we'll continue to update you. All right, talk to you soon. Thanks. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of Cashflow to Freedom. Be sure to subscribe to us for more and feel free to check us out at Cashflow with the number 2freedom.com or find us on Instagram and Facebook. And also, if you could leave us a good review, that would really help us continue to build out our content and our community. Thank you so much.